So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? Best podcast in all of space and time. It's the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. Welcome, welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. It's Jace. It's Sean. And we are coming at you somewhat live, not really. <laughs> and we've got a really great episode lined up for you guys this week. We're going to be talking about the Christmas special, our feelings about it, how we really, really, really can't wait for it. <laughs> uh, God, yes, it needs to be here now. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, it doesn't need to be here now. I don't know. I'm torn because if it's here now, that means Doctor Who's over for almost a year. But <laughs> I just want it. Yeah, I just want it all now. <laughs> but uh, before we get into all that, just wanted to ask you, Sean, about uh, how's your tattoo coming? It's coming along. I actually had to postpone the uh, third part of it just a little bit. I uh, they needed to reschedule. My tattoo artist needed to reschedule. She has some personal stuff going on. So uh, I just kind of put it on hold for a minute, and I had some personal things going on in life that's funds aren't quite there, so I'm having to save up a little bit. So it could be just a little while. I might not get it until maybe the end of November. Gotcha, gotcha. So you're taking your time with it, you know, getting a... Oh, yeah. I mean, those those type of tattoos, I guess, take a lot of time anyway, so... Yeah, it's going to be massive. I mean, it's going to be my entire arm plus, you know, the, my right chest... You know, so it's going to take some time, but man, when it gets done, it's going to be the most badass Doctor Who tattoo on the planet. Yeah. I could just walk around cons with that, I think. That's true. That's true. It'd be a, it'd be a shame if you if you did do that, because again, I, I mean, we've all geeked about your Peter Capaldi cosplay, but... I geek about it all the time now, man. I posted it on uh, one of the fan pages for a con asking about the Davros chair, and people, by the way, came in droves to tell me how to That's build good. one of those. That's good, man. Uh, like droves. I want to I see you <laughs> in one of these chairs. I do too. You know, now with funds being a little smaller, maybe I need to open up my own Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so for me this week, you know, we, me and my girlfriend, we continued our journey through Doctor Who. You know, she's, uh, nice. you know, doing it bit by bit. And she, I was proud of her. She actually come came upon a little, little you know, what, what would you call it? A little thing that irked Dr. Squee, you know, our guest from the last two weeks. And she picked up on it uh, right away. And I never picked up on it. So it was something that she realized about Dr. Who that I didn't even realize. And if you remember in the interview, it was something. We watched David Tennant's last episode, you know, The End of Time Part 2. And then yeah. we watched The Eleventh Hour, which is the first episode with Matt Smith. And she... You know, the, the episode uh, starts, the 11th hour starts with the, the TARDIS crashing, you know, and uh, m- the Doctor 
trying to get the, the TARDIS to, you know, cooperate, so to speak. And she's just like, yeah. what? you know, he wouldn't be going through this if he would have just not flipped the controls on as soon as he started to regenerate. And then it, that was, again, something Dr. Squeeze said, <laughs> which was, it seems every every That's time true. he's about to regenerate, he's like, you know what, let me flip the controls on, get the TARDIS moving through the, the time vortex, and then regenerate. Why? Why? But why? I mean, if he, uh, you could argue it if he didn't, he wouldn't have ran into some of those companions. I mean, yes, of course, obviously they write around it, but... <laughs> it's true though he always walks into the TARDIS you can't go anywhere yeah. else <laughs> like... he's gotta be in the TARDIS and the controls have to be on like it, okay the, put the brake on you know uh, step away from the control panel do your regeneration yeah. then it's true. you can fly it cause even even Matt Smith did the same thing. I mean, he didn't explode inside of the dang TARDIS, but he he transforms and then Capaldi's like, you know right, how to play like this thing. Right, but like the thing? crashing <laughs> was all due to him. Like there's, like it's almost like he wanted yeah to crash. And again, that was, it was something that's crazy. A squeeze said, and then uh, my girlfriend picked up on it, and I was really proud of her because I had never thought about it. I was just like, oh, he's crashing, you know. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, sure, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty. Yeah. Look at her go. So, you'll you'll convert her one day. It's a painstaking process. It really is. <laughs> I don't know if you're Not ever converted. Not fully. <laughs> Never. Yeah. So uh, let's get this episode started off right with this week's Doctor News. Well, I've got some news for you, dudes. Absolutely. So not a whole lot going on. I got some really good information for you. I came across the gym that we're going to talk about last that I think you're going to have a lot to say on. So I can't wait to see what you have to say about that one. But uh, getting into the smaller bits on October 18th, there's actually the release. If you haven't done it, I need to read more of these. I read a few, but there's releasing three new uh, of comics oh, yeah, yeah. Um, from Titans, releasing three new comic series. Yeah, you got Torchwood, the culling issue number one. It's a brand new story, uh, continuing the torch, uh, you know, the stuff of Torchwood. It's written by actually John Barman and Carol Barman. So this new issue features the debut of a mysterious character, Slayton. Who is she and what connection does she have with Captain Jack? Uh, also out, the sixth part of the Doctor Who 2017 event, The Lost Dimension, which uh, I've actually had a chance to read a few of those, so it's actually really, really good, which features the Void Corrupted Forces of Unit attacking the Doctor, Bill, Nardal, and the Doctor's daughter. So that's where the series you get to see uh, Jenny come back. And then the uh, Doctor Who 10th Doctor, Year 3, Number 10, the final finale to the epic Vortex Butterflies arc, which I've also read a few of those, but if you haven't read The Lost Dimension, Jace, you really need to. That, some of the, that is some really good stuff, because like I said, you get to see the Jenny come back, and it's kind of interesting to No, see I haven't, and I definitely want to check that out, because we all, you know, have been wanting Jenny to come back in the show. You know, it, it's good to get... That, that was a really good character, and it was unfortunately... I think I think reasons mm. why is because who played it, you know, Georgia Moffat. Yeah. Uh, you know, played by David Tennant's wife. I think she just wasn't interested in doing it anymore. Or, or I don't, you know, I don't know specifically. No, yeah, there's all sorts of speculation, yeah. But it's interesting, you know, you and I talk about wanting Doctor Who, more Doctor Who all the time, and we have ways to do it. There's the audio books mm -hmm. that we, mm -hmm. we could probably dive into more. We can dive into 
comics, you know, there's all sorts of stuff. And the in-betweens for some of these comics or, or comics or stories that you maybe some of us have been wanting to have happen, and people, characters that you wanted to come back. So it's a good way, if you're waiting for that Doctor Who to come back, to kind of fill that void. And yeah, man, I, I love Big Finish. That's one of the great things about, you know, Doctor Who, and I've said this before, is that the way the way that the universe is set up and the way the character of the Doctor is set up, you can always have stories in between. And through Big Finish, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, they brought actors back to the show: Tom Baker, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester. All all the actors have come back through the through the audio adventures. And what's you know great about that is that they can reprise those roles without having to worry you know about the cosmetic issue of them not looking the same as they did when uh, when they played the roles. Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, so it's just, it's just awesome. I need to read more of those. I need to finish them. I just get myself behind. I got a thousand things going on just like you do. So sometimes it's hard mm-hmm. for us to get into more Doctor mm-hmm. Who, you know, with the life getting in the way. The second part, which is really cool, and a lot of people might already know this, but the uh, the script for Peter Capaldi's last episode as the Doctor is being sold at a charity auction. The script, Wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, his last episode, like the last one we saw, the uh, the Doctor Falls? No, or no, the no. Last ep- the, the script for Twice Upon a Time. Is actually being auctioned to raise money, and it's raised. It's being ma- uh, raised by a Star Trek legend, of course, William Shatner. His charity, the Hollywood Charity Horse Show, it's just you know a charity to raise money for numerous charities dedicated to helping those in need. But the script is signed by the two doctors in the story, Peter Capaldi, Bradley, uh, David Bradley, as well as other members of the team, and has been donated by Mark Gaddis, who is playing the captain in the story. Now yeah. you can bid for it starting on the fifteenth, uh, uh, which was the Past Sunday, the winner of the auction, however, will not be sent the script until after Christmas. So, for okay. those that were hoping they could get it early, I had like not quite. Questions, bef- okay. <laughs> and cleared them all up. I was like, Yeah, you, you can't get it. How much money do I need? Where's the auction <laughs> being held? And do I have to sign like a non-disclosure agreement or something? No. So it's a, it's really cool. It has a, it has about. Uh, I think it's about nine signatures on it. It's really cool. My favorite is Peter Capaldi's because it says Peter Capaldi and then Doctor with some question marks next to it. That's how he signs oh, it. Oh, cool. So it's uh, it's really awesome. I like that a lot. And then David Bradley just signs it the first Doctor. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he puts his name and then in parentheses puts the first That's Doctor. That's bold. Is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he, he's named the role. it, man. He's he's now. For anyone coming into Doctor Who now, or that's been with it, and has it, someone like me, you know, I can use me as an example. Though I'm a huge Whovian, I, you know, we talked about it before. I've never been, I've never really caught up on the classic yeah. Doctor Who. So, though I know who William Hartnell was, for people coming into it now, their first Doctor is going to be David Bradley. That's true, and okay, I know we've so. got more Doctor news, but a little, I guess, segue that I, I, I brought up before is, you know, is it in some ways disrespectful? I don't think so. I mean, in, in general, no. Because to me, he's playing the character, the first Doctor, that was mm-hmm. played by William Hartnell. And to me, he's making that character live on. But he, in his own right, has earned his place as being the first Doctor as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, William That's Hartnell will always be the first Doctor. But, yeah, it, it, it is, it's an interesting paradigm in a way that we have an actor, you know, I've said this before, it's, it's so weird for him to be playing the first Doctor when he, technically he played William Hartnell playing the first Doctor. So, I mean, obviously yep. I'm excited. It, it is a little weird. You know, are we going to see posters in the future of just David Bradley as the first Doctor instead of William Hartnell? Because, I mean, the other reality we have to come to terms with is that a lot of footage 
of the first doctor's just gone. Yeah, it's true. And they're uh, you you know we can talk about that too. You know you, they got a lot of that stuff coming back up. You mm-hmm. talked about it before in terms of like the audio adventures and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, animated. And uh, they're doing the same thing with one of the uh, fourth Doctor's um, episodes that was never finished because um, of the strikes that went on. They never finished the fourth Doctor right. episode, and they're actually doing that also in audio adventure. Oh yeah, that's that. But it's more of a uh, what was it? It's more of a not really an audio adventure. It's a uh, what do you call the those? animated it's an animated adventure. Thing. Yeah, so they take parts of the, yeah. the episode that they don't have footage for in the animated, which they are doing with like some of the second doctor stories. And I've talked about this before is that how they're able to bring these shows back on the air is, or bring these episodes back to life, so to speak is because of finding, you know, fans back in the day, you know, young fans or whatever would record episodes just with like a tape recorder or something. And then they would take find audio of that and clean it up, convert it to a digital format, that you know the best they could. Do you think they had to? Uh, you think they had to pay for that? Like pay fans, even though it's theirs. But you think they had to pay the fans to get that back? I, I, you know, honestly, I highly doubt it. Fans are so. Yeah, I mean, I think some of them would give. But you know, there's probably that one douchebag out there somewhere. Maybe you know that's that's I I, I I'll keep a more positive outlook on. On life and humanity, and say that no, that didn't happen. Say no, yeah, exactly. But I, I, I who knows? <laughs> yeah, you never know, you know. But you know, talking about uh, you know, we were talking about David Bradley and all that sort of stuff. But uh, we'll talk about that more, I guess, in the when we talk about the Christmas special. But um, something I found really interesting. We've all been wondering. It's the last little piece of Doctor News that I have, and this is what I think you're gonna have so much to talk about. I've actually I've been waiting on this for like a week, just been holding on to this in my pocket, <laughs> waiting to talk about it to see what you have to say. So, but it's a uh, we've all been wondering the speculation while Peter Capaldi was leaving Doctor Who. Some say that he just didn't want to do it anymore. He'll never come back. All that sort of stuff. You know, kind of like a right. Christopher Eccleston type of thing. It's actually. I think a lot cooler than that. Um, his reasons for wanting to leave Doctor Who is it's actually really, really neat. So I'm just going to kind of jump in. You know, of course, December 25th, you know, we'll see Peter Capaldi. He's, he's his last outing as the lead character in Doctor Who. Um, he right. first appeared in the role in 2013, of course. Many people have wondered why, after three full seasons, he has chosen to depart, especially when his last run has brought such a fresh energy to the show and a companion he didn't inherit from another Doctor. So people have been wondering, why, why are you leaving? Well, this is what he had to say at New York Comic Con, actually. He said, it fills up your life. You know, you don't have a second where it's not about Doctor Who. It's a nice way to live. He goes, I really never wanted to get to a place where I knew how to do this. Because that's what being creative is. You know, the actual amount of time that we were spending on the show, I realized I was getting the hang of it, and that made me frightened. You know, he, he, you know, he goes on... You know, to talk about, you know, Christopher Elkerson, David Tennant, and all that sort of stuff. But he says, I saw what she, you know, and Jodie Whittaker, he goes, on Jodie Whittaker, he goes, I saw what she's done, and she's great. He's like, so I think it's going to be, it's in really good hands. He said, I'm glad people were moved by the idea of her. So just, uh, there's more, but just on that first little bit, what do you, what do you have to say about that? Well, I'd like to believe him, I guess is the first thing. It's like if I, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I have two paths of reacting to that statement. The first path is if I believe him. So if I believe him, I would say that I think that's admirable as an artist. You know, a lot of artists, you know, acting is art. Great to keep things fresh and that a lot of, especially when corporate elements come into it, it's easy to become complacent. Yeah. And it's easy to, you know, just, hey, like, collect a paycheck. I mean, Tom Baker did it for years. (laughs) I mean... We all love Tom Baker, and yeah, exactly. he, he was great as the Doctor, but 
he he hung on there for a little too long and that was just a corporate element being like hey this is this is successful this is this is making us money let's not change it you know you know me i think peter capaldi is my favorite yeah he's we great talked about that he's my favorite and i the way that the way that i read it and i think it's great is that he he likes he loves being the doctor he's been a lifelong fan his entire life he you know he and all that sort of stuff so he's been a lifelong fan he gets to play the doctor which he's always wanted to do he enjoyed playing the doctor but then he started to realize he was becoming really good at playing the doctor and it stop once you get so used to doing something it's not necessarily creative anymore you know you have to try to put a new spin on things and i, I love the way how he's like i i love doctor who i want to make it still creative and so right. that's why i decided to kind of but bail out see, right now okay. i still love it and it's still great so my argument against that is is like yes i i would agree that in terms of the the character of the 12th doctor this version the series 10 was really where he found his stride you know I don't think series 10 is the best season, like mm-hmm. the best series with him. I thought series nine was the best written se- series as far as like that, the, the character. I agree. I thought, yeah, he really, you know, landed in his element, but that see, that's the thing is like, I feel like from a creative standpoint, that's when you can really turn it on. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I don't, I don't talk about this a lot on the the podcast because it's a doctor who podcast but i do professional wrestling right on the side and um yeah you know that's a character driven uh, industry and when you know who your character is that's when you can do your best work that's when you can do you, you really are able to tell a great story because you're not you're not trying to find it you're not trying to find the character and trying to to convey who it is you know who it is you know it's really cool that's why i picked this is because you know with this topic and held on to it because I, I thought you know jason and i would have a lot to say because i know right he likes to think the other route on things and you know you and i do that all the time just in life you know we, we each have opposite views of a lot of things which i think is why we click so much on certain topics and why i think this doing the podcast is great because each of us have each of us have different views it wouldn't be a podcast it wouldn't be fun if we each had the same views on everything you know what i mean now here is where i like you know because i said there was two ways i could think about this now let's go the second way yeah the second way is if i don't believe what peter just said now okay let me preface this obviously i'm a huge fan of peter capaldi i you know i love i love him and i love the show but yeah we're just going to we're just going to be real here for a second we're just going to the reality of the situation is the last 3 years doctor who's ratings have gone down now the show still garners great ratings like fantastic ratings and the show is still making a lot of money so it's not going anywhere this isn't like me saying oh the show's dying but it's just the truth yeah there is an element of me of that's just his story of saying, like this. That's his way of saving face, because it, it, for all we know, I got it, they, they will never tell us outright. They will never say this to unless Peter does something really negative and they decide to like libel him or something. It is it is very possible that they came up to Peter and said, "Hey, Peter, we're, we we want to go. Stevens leaving the show." We have a new writer, a showrunner coming in. We want to take the show in a different direction, and they, they and they just decided yeah. not to renew with them. I don't know. 
and I, I don't know. So my my little argument for that, or not really an argument, just a you know little bit of info, is you know ratings. You know what are ratings? How how do you get ratings? Well, I mean, it, the, see, ahead. okay, this brings up a broader, you know, a broader thing. So first thing, if we're just looking at ratings from a from a old point of view, ratings are all that used to matter about TV shows, and it's just they determine how many people are watching the show, at least in the states. I don't know how they do this the, in, in the United yeah. Kingdom. Over, yeah, overseas. I'm assuming it's kind of the same thing, which is they just in the United States they have what's called Nielsen homes. So homes are they're mm-hmm. essentially homes that have boxes in them that that monitor what those people are watching, and then they multiply that by an average and determine on an average how many people are watching a specific people uh, television show. Now, absolutely. Where and I'm maybe this is where you're going with this. I don't know. Probably television ratings have changed is because of the way that uh, people are watching shows now. Right. The way content's delivered, which you can't... You can't like, shows are now... You can't measure Yeah, and that. that's the, the, the truth of the matter is, is most people... I mean, I'll just be straight up honest with you. I don't even have cable anymore. Like, I... You and I, when was the last time we watched Doctor Who live? Other, we don't. We can't. Yeah. yeah, we don't have cable... I watch it the next day on my PlayStation or on right. something that yeah, I downloaded I use on. Either PlayStation Video, or I use Amazon um, Amazon Prime Video to watch Doctor Who. And I pay- exactly, and that's actually I think it was actually it was Stephen Moffat. I think he brought that up too. He was like he was like people say the ratings are going down. If anything, it's 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 more because people are downloading it on their phones to watch it later. They're downloading it on their tablets. Everyone's downloading it to watch it on here and there and mm-hmm. this. And you don't get those people. So if you add all those people onto the ratings that have seemed to dwindle, it's probably more. And I I like that. I like that. I think it would be more if you were to take all that into account. I think more people watch Doctor Who nowadays than they. Yeah, did and that's there's a definitely it's the truth to that. I don't know. Again, I don't. I don't know specifically how much of that is being taken away from the television ratings, but I do know mm-hmm. that if, if we're looking at television ratings the traditional way, you and I wouldn't even be factored into that because we didn't. That's so, what, yeah. who knows? That's what I was saying. Is like we don't get factored in. So who just you and I are two people, and we both do the same thing. So imagine how many more people around the world that. Watch Doctor Who the day after it comes out on. Especially Sunday. here in the states. Now I, I I don't know, you know how it is there in jolly old England. Yeah, at least here. Yeah, at least most people, here. yeah, that I've talked to don't even have BBC America. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm kind of curious now that we've been talking about it. I'm curious whether or not the the around you know the around the the movie theaters around are that when people watch that if that's going to count towards. That's an interesting uh, point. Rate. I don't know. Is each seat going to be counted as a person? How many people tickets did you sell? That's how many people watched it at that certain theater. Even though it's one screen, you know, are those going to get taken into ratings? I bet you it will, because I bet you what will happen is that episode will come out, and the next day it'll be the most viewed Doctor Who episode since when? You know. Yeah, I think it'll be. It'll definitely. The casting of Jodie Whittaker, good or bad, is going to get viewers at least for the first. Absolutely. For the first, like her first scene, the Christmas special is going to that that they're going to watch it. If not watch the episode, I'm sure they'll put a YouTube video up of of the of the regeneration, and people will watch that. Secondly, when her first like the first episode of series eleven will probably be the most watched episode of Doctor Who in a long time. 
Oh, absolutely. Because of all the changes. People wanted to see the different, you know, with a different take on it. The new actor, you know, maybe we'll see the... We, I definitely don't think we'll see a companion, but they want to see Peter Capaldi leave, you know, Bill, you know, Pearl Mackey coming in, you know, they want to see all this stuff, and uh, it's just there's a lot going on in this episode, a lot, I guess, writing, not necessarily on this episode, but the way the episode's working, I don't know if you saw this, but the way the episode works is Stephen Moffat's writing up to the point of the regeneration, and then Chris Chibnall's writing the rest of the episode. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I did not know that. That's interesting. And that that's actually happened the same way when Russell T. Davies and Stephen Moffat took over. I didn't know that the either. Same way happened. That's interesting. They. they yeah, it's yeah, it's it's the same thing. They uh they kind of give away right yeah, there. Yeah, so at that it's point. like literally a regeneration. Like it literally happens at the regeneration scene. Mm -hmm. That's that's yep. shocking. Actually, that's it's a great little. Yeah, that's how that's a great little piece of information that I didn't know. Uh, but you know, talking about Peter, I I'd like to believe him. I would like to say that yes, he left the show for creative reasons. Like his, he just wanted to make sure the show had still had a fresh feel to it and that it, there wasn't a sense of complacency in it. I, I, I choose to believe that story. I do. It would not surprise me though, if it was the other way around and that's just kind of him saving face. I hope, and I really hope that Peter is still an, and you know, he's an ambassador for the show because David Tennant still is. Well, to an extent, Matt Smith still yeah. is to an extent, and I, I look. They're they're actors. It is a job to them, you know. It, they don't have the same passion, I guess, for it. Or not saying that their passion is more or less, but they see it. You know, once you've seen the sausage made, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I just hope that we don't get another Christopher Eccleston, which I don't think we will. Cause he, I don't think so either. Cause I, I almost brought it he, up. He he's not. You know he he's obviously still doing conventions and stuff, and he's still you know. Speaking mm -hmm. of conventions, I don't know if you saw this story. <laughs> yeah, you nice know what? Segue. I I putting a pause on the whole Peter thing. Cause I saw this <laughs> story and it and it blew my what mind. Do you see? And I wanted to ask you about it because I know oh, I'm interested. So you uh, are fortunate enough to have Matt Smith's autograph. I do not. Okay, well, I'm better than you. So. Speaking I'm of autographs, David Tennant is apparently charging 105 euros or pounds for an autograph. You know what? I'm going what to, that I'm on to? my laptop right now. I'm going to convert that to U.S. dollars. So let's see. Sorry, guys. I know. I know we're yeah. not real Hoovian since we don't know the yeah. transformation right. so of currency. One hundred and twenty-four dollars. <laughs> see? Are you kidding? I don't think that's that bad. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Dude, I paid one hundred and forty for my autograph. For Matt Smith? Yeah, one hundred forty dollars. And the way it worked, as I don't know if they, I don't know if they, you know, I'm sure that, because, you know, these, these, they're, at least Matt Smith's and them's, like, Billy Piper and theirs, they don't set their prices. It's in their the, contract, what their autographs have now, to be for. Now, hold on. I, I'm sure that they have to, like, that's true to an extent. I mean, I'm sure they negotiate a little bit. But they're, I'm, there's no way they're not pocketing that money. Oh yeah, of course they're pocketing that money, but I'm sure that their contract states what they're allowed to do an autograph for, so that way they can't sell it, you know, 500 bucks or something like that. You know what I mean? 
Um, but with Matt Smith, and just talking experience, it was $100 to get the autograph if you wanted just one of the photos they had there with you. If you had your own item that you wanted signed that you brought, like my pop figure, it was $140. So what? to me, $120 for David Tennant and a heartbeat. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It, it cost more money to get something signed that you already had? Yep. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? It's, it's, it's called a, what do they call it? A, a novelty or specialty item. So they charge you more. At least for him. I don't think they did that. They didn't, they didn't do that to me for uh, Arthur Darvel. They didn't do that to me for Alex Kingston. They didn't do that to me for Billy Piper. But because it's who it is, they're probably going to do that for all the doctors. All right. <laughs> that's just, that's madness. It's just that's that just it doesn't say. make any sense at all. So while you were talking about that, Whatever. I, I yeah. all right, I did a little math. I'm I'm, I'm David Tennant's accountant right now. Oh man, are you gonna are you gonna multiply it by like the ten thousand autographs he does all in right. that one day, weekend? So let's just assume, right? Let's just assume <laughs> that he only gets five hundred autographs. Now you and I have been in lines. Oh god. <laughs> 500 is nothing. I probably stood in a 500-person line. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was they, halfway in the middle of it. <laughs> right. You remember when Alex Kingston's line was crazy at uh, Dragon Yeah, I, I spent two and a half hours to get up there. That's what I'm saying. And she was charging, what, like 80? Uh, something. Yeah. Maybe 60? 60, actually. I don't think it was. I think it was only 60. But uh, let's assume David Tennant gets 500 autographs in a, in a day. And that's, I mean, that's mm. extremely doable. It's extremely yeah. doable. Sixty two thousand dollars. Let me repeat yeah. that. Sixty two thousand dollars. Yeah. I would be if I made that in a year, that would be the best year financially for me of my life. You know, that's why a lot of these uh, a lot of these conventions and stuff like that, depending on how popular, I guess that actor slash actress is, some of them get paid. I was looking it up. Some people get some of them get paid to yeah. go to yeah. the convention, and some of them don't. They show up and do autographs, and that's how they make. Well, their yeah, money. I think it's a, it's, and this is you know in photo shoots. Oh, you're not even putting in no, photo shoots. No, 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 no. That's why I was gonna bring that up. Is <laughs> yeah, that's not even that's just autographs. <laughs> yeah, damn. But you know, I I, I talked about this. Uh, earlier, you know, being uh, this is an episode where I'm talking about this twice, but uh, pro wrestling, it, it boils down to what <laughs> what the word would be draw, like what you are as a draw. Yeah. So like, absolutely. Who who can you bring in? Right. If I put you on the ballot to come in and be at this yeah, con. Pete, like, okay. Who are you gonna bring to me so I can sell drinks? Exactly. So David Tennant would be a huge draw. Like the reason that they would pay him to come in is because he's going to make money for them. Now, on the flip side of it, mm -hmm. if you had a convention where where I saw there was a convention where the actress who played Bill's mother is going to be at. Now, oh, could I God. make a Doctor Who convention around that actress? No. Absolutely. Now, I'm sure there's I'm sure there would be some people who show up, but she would not be a big draw. You know, I so I get that. Interesting thing was I knew um, there was a uh, guy I listened to a podcast about his name's uh he's a UFC fighter. 
CM Punk. He talked yeah. about. <laughs> That's for a whole other, whole other podcast. Go ahead. Uh, he was talking about you know Wizard World, you know the the traveling Comic Cons, and he was talking about there was yeah. one he was supposed to be at in Nashville. Yeah, we actually. I was gonna say we actually have one here where we uh, where we, where I live. Yeah, and in Nashville, he uh, was going to get just to sit and do a panel. This is not including photo ops, autographs, and everything like that. Just to do the panel and be there for the one day, twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, just to of appear. Course. You know, because they probably paid him twenty grand. And then he's going to make money off the autographs. But people are going to come. They're going to buy drinks. They're going to buy tickets for that one-day pass mm-hmm. or whatever to see him. He's going to bring a certain fan base, which in Nashville, a lot of people are going to go see him because of the right. area. You know, they have they have shows here. You know, they have you know wrestling shows and all that, which you know all that because that's right. you know sidebar what you do. Yeah, he's going to bring in a huge fan base. You know, uh, when like you're going to Chicago Tardis, which hopefully I get a chance to go. And just like I said, with stuff going on, I'm not quite sure. So hopefully I get a chance to go because at Chicago Tardis, that's what the uh, I think it the largest Midwestern convent, Doctor Who convention. Yeah, it's it's one of the biggest Doctor Who yeah. it, um, conventions in the United States. I'd say yeah. it's the, the you got Gallifrey uh, One and stuff like that, but right. Um, but yeah, that, that's but, why they have so many doctors at this one is because they bring so many people. It's insane. Right. So t- we're talking about draws. Can you – how much you – know, Dragon Con was a convention you went to recently yep. where Billy Piper was there and Matt Smith. Do you remember what the ticket price was for a – like we'll average it out and say a two-day pass. Do you remember? I believe – a two-day pass, I believe, was – depends on when you bought it because at these conventions, the longer you wait, the higher the ticket prices go up. So I bought it when it first released – or not when it first released, but I did this year. But last year I bought it. A little after it first released, and come January, I think, and it was, I think, about eighty-five dollars for two days. I paid one ten for the whole weekend. So let's just average it because they're obviously we'll say the two-day pass. There was a bunch of people who bought four-day passes. There were some mm-hmm. people who bought one-day one day passes. passes. So we're just to gonna average it to two 80, days. Yeah, eighty-five bucks. We'll say eighty-five dollars. Now this is this is. By no way official math. No, absolutely not. But they probably had 100,000 people there, if not more. Well, I'm looking at an article that convention had record attendance this year of over 80,000 people. Okay, so that was close. So 80,000 times 85 is... Good God. I I just saw that number pop up in my head. $7 million. And that's just in tickets. That's just in tickets, yeah. We're not talking about food. We're not talking about... Uh, you know, hotel for hotels, the city, drinks. Nothing. Yeah, so you know, these nothing. conventions bring in Bank. huge amounts of money, huge amounts city. of money. So whatever they're paying the actors to appear, in a school. It, 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 it's it's worth it. They, yeah, they, they're making their money. My gripe is the the actors. I mean, look, I guess it makes sense for. David Tennant's getting big now. He's a big star, you know. But man, like. Well, okay. Oh, here, before you say that, I know break. what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say, and I was gonna say you want cheaper prices and stuff like that. But okay, think about it this way. I'm I'm gonna be on the other end of it. I'm gonna pretend like I'm, you know, a representative of whoever. So you're I'm David Tennant's manager right now. 
I'm David Tennant's manager, or whatever. I need to set this price at a reasonable amount, because he's popular. A lot of people want to stand in line for him. I need to set it high enough to where people will still get it, but low enough, I mean, okay, low enough so people will still get it, high enough to where people won't buy it just to try to resell it. So you weed out people in line that are trying to do certain things. Fair. I mean, that's fair. And I also... I'm sure there's some guy that gets paid just to figure that out. And also, I've seen the lines, and, like, I know that it can be grueling to go through, you know, that amount of people, you know, that for... Constantly signing autographs. Well, yeah, okay. You, you were in the line with Matt Smith and how much it was being charged. Was the line long? No. My goodness. Not only was the line long, but there were so many people that the room you're in is about 110 degrees. So, my point being is that if it were the price were less, the line would be even longer, right? There would be even more people. Yeah, absolutely. So, it is, in a way, you like, I'm sure there were people who didn't get an autograph. Like, let me put it in perspective this way. Karen Gillum and Alex Kingston and Billy Piper. And, actually, not, let me not use Billy Piper. She was only there for the last couple of days. So let me use people that were there all, all week. And, you know, Arthur Darvel. Okay, let's use those people in comparison to Matt Smith. Matt Smith's line, the entire time he was there, was long. Okay? It never diminished. It never diminished. Some people did not get an autograph because he had to leave. So, yeah, again, so that's my point, is that if he was able to charge that and people still got turned away, then the argument would be that he's not charging enough. Yeah, but I, I think, okay, so let me let's, let me continue here. Which is unfortunate because that yeah. is the opposite of what I want. Exactly. Now, Alex Kingston and them, the very first day that they were there, line super long. Okay, took forever. Come the last day that they were there, there was I was waiting in Matt Smith's or actually Billy Piper because she was the last one I got. I was waiting in Billy Piper's line, and there was maybe out of time ten people in line for the other ones. Hmm. But Matt Smith and Billy and Matt Smith and Billy Piper were long as long as hell. Matt Smith because he was there, he's the doctor. People want his autograph. It was long. It was long all the days he was there. Billy Piper, I got into it the first day, so it was really, really long. I don't know what it was like the second day, but the other ones had been there all week, all weekend. So by the time the end came around, everybody had already gotten it, and it's their stuff was really cheap. Like mm -hmm. I'm talking fifty to seventy dollars, and they didn't. You can still have anything signed. There was no extra price to get a specialty item signed with them. I I think. Ultimately, this whole, which was supposed to be a small segue, turned into a long one. Yeah, we, I think, we had a whole almost episode just on that alone. Ultimately, I think the lesson that we've learned from all this is that uh, we need to play the doctor. And, <laughs> we just know. We just need to be the lead role in anything good. <laughs> and, But I will be yeah, the doctor. I'll be I the mean, first American. Doctor. The other thing is, you know, S Sylvester McCoy, Peter Davison, Colin Baker... These guys are still paying their bills signing autographs. Like, I mean, there's still will. actors who are getting who are getting work. I'm sure, yeah. especially now they're getting more more voice work than anything. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> they. And that's what I'm saying. So, oh my goodness, you know what? I, I, man, we could have turned this into a whole episode. I'm sorry. I gotta say this though. We, we're going <laughs> back to the ratings and viewerships. Now you have audiobooks and comics and all animated adventures. All that stuff needs to take into account too. Yeah. 
yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, Doctor Who is it is bigger than it's ever been. There's no doubt about it. It's it's huge. I just wish again that um, you know they they could come down with their prices a little bit. But if if you know playing the devil's ad- advocate to what I just said, if <laughs> If this is the only way we can get them at the convention, because you know, David is a very busy actor. He's a lot of work. Yeah, a lot. I'm of sure stuff. he's getting paid much more to be on set, you know, than doing, than doing an autograph. So session. they have to make it worth the time. So to yeah, get so him there. he's got to he's got to make money, and I get that. Yeah. And I'm sure also that if you saw David Tennant on the street. And you, for some reason, happen to have your, you know, David Tennant pop figure on you. He would sign it for you as long as you didn't, you know, bother him while he was eating or something. I mean, I don't know. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. But the, I mean, John Barman, for example, did did that at the uh, that TARDIS that I saw him, and when he when he showed up at the TARDIS, he was signing people's autographs. He didn't he didn't, he didn't give a shit. You know, he, he was yeah. he was like sure. He had a pen. He had a he had a sharpie on him. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> and um. You know, I remember years ago, because, you know, I'm a big Power Rangers fan as well. I've gotten several of the actors' uh, autographs from that show, and I happened Mm -hmm. to bump into, like, I've met uh, the original Green Ranger, the actor's name is Jason David. The blue, the red. Yeah, yeah. I'm halfway through the... the black at Dragon Con this year. Yeah, I wish I could have went, but the, uh, I'm halfway through the team. (laughs) So anyway... I happened to bump into Jason David Frank at the convention. He was leaving his table, and he was uh, he was walking, I guess, to a panel or something. And he stopped to take a picture with me, and he didn't charge me. A, nice. He didn't charge me a thing for it. And this was at the convention, mind you. If I did, <laughs> if 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 it were any other time, you know, I would have had to pay for that. But he didn't even he didn't even he yeah. was very nice. He didn't. Um, well. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't give an attitude or anything. So, again, these conventions are great, and I can't wait to go to Chicago TARDIS. I'm going to be buying all kinds of autographs and, and whatnot. Dude, these guys, people, if you, if, they, if you haven't had a chance, if you're listening, if you have not had a chance to go to any convention, if your town has a small one, it doesn't matter. If there's one a couple uh, a couple hours away, go. Yeah. These things are phenomenal. You don't understand. These people are the nicest people on the planet because, like, I ran into – I went to a panel, a Mass Effect panel, you know, a little bit off of Doctor Who, but a Mass Effect panel, all the voice actors, you know, and one of the one of the directors and one of the voice actors as well, I ran into him going to the bathroom. Like, as I was leaving the bathroom, he was walking in. I said, hey, man, thanks for the panel. He's like, oh, yeah, I saw you kind of up there up front. And, he, and I was like, man, I would love to be in voice acting. Like, you guys are just awesome. And he was like, dude, you got a good voice for it. You know, if you ever do, here you go. <laughs> you know, let me know. And I was like, fuck, yeah. that's awesome. You know, so you never know. You know, you never know who you're going to run right. into. Okay, so we've talked about this convention thing, and I, I 100% agree with you. If you guys haven't been to a convention of any kind, go, go to them. The fans are great. I've had nothing but positive experiences at you know conventions but i i i'm just i'm so excited i i love this part of the show every week let's talk about this week's jody comments i'm not flirting by the way absolutely because yeah you know this is one of my favorite parts too because it's just as time goes on and time progresses sometimes these things just get more and more like not really violent but more like 
people hate it more. You get more. Actually, I think as we get closer, I think I'm finding more and more hateful comments than I am the good ones. And it's just people well, trying think, to spite, you know, that, trying that, to get the right, internet angry. I think angry. it comes down to the fact that we as uh, fans, like, that actually, we've just kind of accepted it and we've moved on. Yeah, we just let people talk, right. you know what I mean? Um, but I still love to read them, and as time gets closer, you know, I can't wait to see how it changes yeah. after the Christmas special. So I just read off a few of them. Um, starting off right off the top, R.I.P. Doctor Who, awesome from 1963 until 2015. Yep, time to retire, Moffat. Well, dang, you just skipped a whole two years of Doctor Who. What happened to the last two? What? Yeah, what? yeah you're saying... Why would you... Okay... Series, what, that was series... Yeah, 8 and 9, nine but you're just going right? to skip past? <laughs> like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> okay, 10, yeah. like, whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, let me see here. There's another one. You gotta love these. This is what you get the most of. I'm not sexist, but what the fuck? Like, a girl doctor? Question mark, you know? Last time doctor, yeah. last time doctor thought he um, was girl, he cried he is a natural boy. <laughs> this is hard for me to read. And then you pull... This shit out of your ass. Great job, BBC, for choosing a dare while playing truth or dare with your retarded friend that hates Doctor Who. <laughs> you gotta love those, especially wow. when the grammar's off and it's hard for me to read it. <laughs> I, I've. <laughs> like, what do you uh, want to say to that? Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, and then you got this. This fuck. As long as there is a bit of sexual tension thrown in there, I don't care if the doctor is a woman. It has to be done well, though. Like, really? Okay. I don't needed. think sexual it, tension... Please don't needed. have it. Like, yeah. it's needed with Doctor Who. Because, I mean, yeah, it was cool with the doctor and Rose. It worked. But don't do it again. Yeah. past that... It's over. You know? Yeah. Only if, only if the chemistry is there organically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think... And this is just, again, me being honest... They probably are going to completely shy away from the Doctor having any kind Absolutely. of love interest uh, with with Jodie because they don't want to fall into like the the stereotype that a, a female lead character yeah, always no, has to have go. a love yeah. interest. And this is a sidebar about this was that I hope the same thing for Star Wars. Yeah, we always bring up Star <laughs> I Wars. I don't want. <laughs> I know we can't I, help it. I don't want Ray. I don't want Ray to have a love interest. Yeah, but continue. Don't. You know, uh, all caps. So imagine someone yelling this at the top of their lungs from on top of the TARDIS. You know, <laughs> like why did why you did this? Doctor cannot be a woman. If you want to be tolerant, just make Doctor black skin but man. Thumbs up if you agree with me. And by the way, by the way, <laughs> there is no thumbs up on that comment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh. Like seriously, seriously? Wow! Thumbs up! Yeah, man. thumbs up, man. Here, here, here you go. Gotta, I should yeah, thumbs up go. it. Give me a thumb. <laughs> yeah. uh, series is series is dead to me, and I foresee it's the end of Doctor Who for good because this will surely kill it. Yeah, whatever. And then you got someone that really likes it. Hell yeah! Yeah, hell yeah! Y e r. Looking forward to it. Hell yeah! Let me see if I find another really really good one. Um, no, I think that was pretty much all that. Oh no, this one says lesbian. Let's start with that one. Um, <laughs> this might be a good one to end on. Let's see. Um, I'm both excited and, af and, af and afraid. I think is what he was trying to say there. We have a female doctor for the first time. Awesome. But she has a lesbian companion. No, she doesn't. Good try, though. And I can see the social commentary already. I just hope that they can avoid lazy writing that fits 
the times instead of tell great stories. So, all right, whoever you are, you're not going to name names, but you've got to pay attention a little bit more closely, though, homie. Um, <laughs> poor yeah. Mackie will not be um, her, the companion there. As far as we know. Yeah. I mean, they have lied to us before. Ah, so. I guess they have. Damn it. Bastards. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I think it's. I think that's really all the other ones. You have super tiny ones like I just peed myself, and why am I just now knowing of this? Because you apparently don't check the internet. I don't know. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Listen. If you don't know about this now, you're just don't watch Doctor Who. You clearly don't. So yeah, Jody comments. They seem to be getting worse and worse. They really so, do. But yeah. I, I agree with you though. I think most of us are just like, okay. We're past it. Y'all say you whatever the hell you want. Well, just I've just accepted it. You know what I mean? Like it's okay. Yeah. She's the doctor. Moving on. You know what I mean? I just, yep. I'm just, I just want to see it. But all right. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump into the, the, you know, the main part of this episode, which is talking about the Christmas special and what our predictions are. So oh, man. right off the bat, I'm just gonna ask you a few questions, Sean. Yeah, you watched the trailer. We've seen it a bunch of mm-hmm. times. Why do you think time is frozen? Ooh, that's a good... I don't even think that's crossed my mind. Um, like what? Let's why see. is there... Why are they... Fro- is, the, is that the TARDIS is doing? Like, what is caused? Ooh, you know what? I think it is. I, th- I want to say it's because both TARDISes are in the same area. I know we've seen TARDISes in the same area before and time wasn't frozen. But, you know, maybe there's something with the first Doctor or something like that. But you also see that the Captain, played by, you know, Mark Gaddis, is one of the only ones that's also not. Yeah, and that's what's, what I thought was interesting, was why... What, yeah, so. what about the character, the captain, has caused him not to be frozen as well? Because if you watch the trailer, there's another World War One soldier who is frozen. In, yeah, in the hole. And they were aiming at each other. The captain and that guy seemed to be aiming at each other, but he wasn't. The other guy right. was frozen. Um, my prediction with that is that I think... I think... It's hard to, it's hard to say, and I don't want to make it seem like a TARDIS... Or something did it on purpose. I don't know. Something happens. There's some sort of force there that maybe the captain is needed to help push the two doctors along to wanting to regenerate type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, maybe that person was needed at that specific moment in time. Maybe that's maybe that's a fixed point. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it could be, the, like you said, the two TARDISes reacting to each other. Like, because the, the doctor is there in his own uh, back in his own timeline. That it has caused time to freeze, maybe. Because mm-hmm. there's so much of a difference there. You got first Doctor and forever. I mean, I'm I, I'm not gonna add it up in my head again because you still have the other generations and all that sort of stuff, not including just the Doctors. But um, are you talking about the amount of time between but, those? Yeah, two the, it, it, yeah, the amount of time. Oh God, between there's the two. again. You know, we've talked about this before. Where there's yeah, the, trying to determine the doctor's age is just is just impossible. It's just impossible. Exactly. Because so. it's just a, a, the brand new TARDIS and the the oldest well, see, TARDIS. Like I mean, I, when I say oldest, I'm thinking I'm talking about Yeah, but here's the other thing: is that the TARDIS, the, the to try to determine the age of the TARDIS itself is even more impossible because the TARDIS, for example, I was thinking about this the other day. Remember in the 50th anniversary special when we have the 10th and 11th Doctor and the War Doctor and they get inside of yeah. the the TARDIS and it's the, you know, it's David Tennant's TARDIS and then it kind of glitches out mm-hmm. and it 
uh, to the War Doctor's TARDIS a little bit, and then it glitches out again, and it's now, you know, um, the 11th Doctor's TARDIS. And then he just keeps using that so TARDIS that from then changes? on out. So the TARDIS, yeah. like, in terms of its age, has gone back and forward, and, you know, it... Yeah, so you thinking that it, the TARDIS like changes depending on the think person of, that's in it. Think of the TARDIS. Of like and again, this is so it's so confusing when you talk about time travel. Like time travel is is uh, so yeah. wow. difficult to confusing, to yeah. to pin down as as definite of anything. But if you think of the TARDIS as all right, or think of time as like a hurricane spinning. Right, mm -hmm. and it's in You're the middle it's of it. The eye, like, right. Okay, so it's the eye of the hurricane. Right, everything so happens it's, around it's it. It's not necessarily aging. It's just it, it's it is what's causing the time, or maybe not causing, but it's what's in the middle of time. So, so yeah, I see what you're saying. When you have, I guess, these two Tardises, it's like. Two hurricanes hitting each other. So it, it's, 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 gotcha. it's, that makes sense. It's really confusing. <laughs> it's no, definitely. I mean, that is that's it's, that's what it is. But that's just my my take on it. I think it has something to do with the two Tardises and the reason that you know we you know you've seen it before in past episodes. The Tardis thinks, you know, it, during the whole Matt Smith, you know, era, the Tardis thinks, you know, it, you know, the whole yeah, it is somewhat she, sentient. It became human there for a little bit and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so maybe it chose the captain to because it knew it was the captain was integral in helping the two type of thing. You know? Like, or it could be one of the you know like the bootstrap paradox where mm -hmm. he helps them regenerate because he helps them regenerate. Yeah, or like he helps them. Yeah. He's part of he's part of the plot because he's part of the plot. It happens because it happens. Yeah. Um, uh, yep. there, there, he, yeah, he, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's hard to say. It, it really is. Um, the other thing I was thinking about is, you know, we watch the trailer and we see uh, there's a little bit of action going on. You know, there's a scene you see where the two doctors grab onto the rope or whatever, a cable of whatever that is. We also know that in the Tenth Planet episode, we and then the end of Doctor Falls, we have some kind of interaction with Mondasi and Cybermen. So my question is: Do we think that that's the enemy in this episode? Do we think that the Mondasi and Cybermen are the the antagonists of this episode, or did we think it's going to be something different? Uh, me personally, I hope it's something different. We already had those Cybermen kind of start the process. They they were the culmination of. Him starting the regeneration, the end of Missy, you know, and Nardal still doing whatever the hell he's doing, and all this, you know, Bill. So I think they had their huge moment at the end there. So I hope we have someone else, something mm -hmm. else. I don't know because like you, you know more about the Tenth Planet and stuff like that than I do. Um, you're more, you're more into the classic Who. But in me personally, I hope it's something different. I don't want them to come back and he's like, "Oh, I already dealt with you, but yet here you are again," type of thing. You know? Right? Yeah, I, I don't know if it is something different. I don't know what it could be. Maybe it's what's causing, you know, them to be frozen in that single moment of time. 
I was just thinking that, like as before, as you were as you were saying, and I was just thinking that maybe they have something to do with the time being frozen, and maybe there was something that caused the TARDIS. Like, is it isn't that the Doctors, you know, ran into each other because the TARDIS was doing it to bring them together to to influence each versions of those Doctor to change. Maybe it was just that whatever time yeah. machine goes through that point in time gets hit by whatever that enemy you know is causing I don't, I don't know yeah no yeah i see what you're saying yeah that's interesting that's a good take on it i i i kind of i don't know yeah i kind of like that the uh the enemies are the reason it's frozen so something's going on there yeah i can see that talking about you know the doctors plural we obviously know david bradley is going to be the episode playing the first doctor um i guess before we talk about what we think the doc that version of the doctor is going to do in the episode like, are you excited at least about about having, you know, David Bradley come in? I I am. I'm super excited, you know. And just from what I've seen him do, I'm I I just I've seen him in all sorts of stuff. You know, we've seen him in everything from Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, to being in Doctor Who already in multiple <laughs> different sections. <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, he's he is. I just can't wait because this is uh, for someone like me, and I you know I I hate to say it because I consider myself a huge Whovian. And to say that I have never really seen basically any of classic other than a few that you've let me see of the fourth to kind of get my interaction kind of with the first doctor in a full fledged episode is kind of cool. Yeah. And this was something Stephen Moffat said in um, I think the Comic-Con interview he, he did was talking about if he when he thought about it, you know, which version of the doctor would be the coolest to come back. And he's like, well, it would obviously be the first because you know he's such a distant memory, or he's such he's so, the show has changed so much, and obviously that was impossible yeah. through the fact that William Hartnell's been you know famously dead for forty years. Um, yeah. However, now with David Bradley, he's able to do that, and I do find that element of it interesting. Is like, um, you know, me having seen, you know, what is available of the First Doctor, you know, I. I he the show is very very different mainly because you know they they originally thought the show to be kind of an educational program in a way the first doctor was mm -hmm. he was grumpy he was you know he was he was strict sometimes with susan he was not so friendly to outsiders with ian and barbara yeah so to see him that doctor interact with himself so far down like there that if you talk about the things that have happened between that version and the 12th doctor i mean we're talking about yeah a lot. the time war the you know the yeah all the companions right. you know family that yeah everything the battles he's lost the battles he's won you know, Amy, Rory, just in general, everything. Even things we don't see, you know, things that are in the comics and all that and, sort of stuff. And, if, that are and if we were to just relate it to ourselves as human beings, like, think about yourself five years ago. Have you ever seen, like, like maybe a Facebook post you put or seen something you written down as, as you were younger, maybe as a child or something, and then you think to yourself, like, oh, my God, who was I? Like, yeah, like absolutely. you think... You're Absolutely. like, man, I was so different back then. Think about how much. Absolutely, I see that stuff. Yeah, how insane. much that's extrapolated, 
with the doctor. Yeah, I mean he's he's be, not he's had so many different personalities since mm-hmm. the first one. You know, he's been different a different well, same doctor but different people technically in a sense. You know, he's had different companions. He's love and lost. He's won and lost. He's gone through so much change, which is I think really a huge part of this episode. And we've talked about it before. Is this whole episode is based around change? Mm-hmm. Every single bit of this episode is based mm-hmm. around change. Yeah. And I think I, I, I'm very excited to see how how the first Doctor and the twelfth Doctor interact with with each other. Um, you know, like I mean, as far as we know, the um, yeah. the Doctor, you know, reveals to him to the first Doctor that he is in fact the Doctor because there have been times before if you saw the the little uh, mini sode with. Peter Davison and David Tennant interacting with each other, the fifth and the tenth Doctor. The the fifth Doctor doesn't really... The, their first part of that interaction doesn't know that he's interacting with himself. Well, yeah, and you saw that too with David Tennant with the... Uh, I don't remember the actor. I don't remember the actor's name, but he played uh, he played in Walking Dead oh, as right, the right. Uh, governor. You know, and, the, yeah, where the guy thought he was a doctor, and David Tennant thought he was too. Right, there for right, a right, while. and he didn't reveal that he was the doctor. So I don't yeah, know. Exactly. If, so we've seen yeah, that. and I don't know if they'll do a little bit of that, just because. Now, because I mean, you got to think like. Because I have a question for how, you. After this. I don't think if he reveals like if they both know that they're the same Time Lord, I highly doubt mm. that he's going to reveal which incarnation he is, like. No, absolutely, because because if he would have, like, oh my god, like, <laughs> well, no, that's kind of hard to say because um, after this, I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna ask you that question, um, but it's kind of hard to say because if he does reveal, hey, I'm so and so from blah 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 down the road, does that you can say does that mean that that doctor forgets that in that moment well, because he, he would have known, or maybe he just forgot through those years? Well, uh, we then Matt Smith would have known that he was going to get the regeneration type of thing. You know, you can always argue it that way, but I think maybe he if he does, I'm agreeing with you. I don't think he's gonna. Well, yeah, I don't think he's gonna, and we also we know the 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 thing that they've you know had to their get out of jail free card, I guess, with the the multi doctor stories. Is that any time the doctor interacts with his own timeline, the youngest versions, of, it's it's oh, only right. happening to the most, the oldest version. Recent. The other versions are yeah. there, but because it's they're seeing their own future, it's out of sync with them, mm-hmm. so they aren't able to retain it once they return to their timeline. So, so. So talking about that point here, mm-hmm. I'm actually curious. So remember, uh, Matt Smith during the 50th anniversary special mm-hmm. when he threw the fez into the the right. vortex, um, the rift, he started to remember. He was like, "Oh, this is where I come in." Right. So do you think we're gonna have some of that in this episode too, or uh, Peter Capaldi's like, "Oh, I remember this," or you think it's just been too long where he won't? I don't know. I, I don't know if I, again, you know, just putting it in relation to me. Mm-hmm. I can't remember things that far back. And you also can't can, trust yeah. your memory sometimes. That's true. The thing is, is that, that is true. people, especially things that have happened to them so long ago, remember a specific mm-hmm. version of the story and then tell that story. 
and then sometimes they'll exaggerate it or blah 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 and then it goes it, it goes over time and time and time and time and before you know it the story's completely different than actually how it actually happened a lot of court yeah. cases happen this way like sometimes witnesses testimony isn't very believable or viable because maybe it happened so long ago that they, they only yeah. remember it how they you know how they want to remember it so to speak so exactly we're and, talking uh, thousands uh, of years ahead. thousands but yeah so he might not remember it period um, yeah and and this is a, another uh, element about Doctor Who that I'm hoping that maybe they address in this special is we've seen the first Doctor. He obviously has grandchildren, you know, with with Susan. Is is this Doctor like is he just aged to that point? So are we talking like he or did he is he visually just old because he wanted to look old? Yeah, do you think he 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 regenerated that way or did he live to be that old? Because if you use that kind of sense with like Matt Smith, how long did it take yeah, for him he, to look he, old? Cuz if you you if you remember correctly, he was 900 and something according to him. Again, we're just going based off what the doctor says, which is hard. It, it's very hard to believe it. If we're going based off what he says, he was 900 and something. And then, if you remember, when he came back to talk to Amy and Rory and River and the whole thing with astronaut coming out of the lake. Yeah. He tells them he's 1,200 and something. He's like, what did he say, 1,100? So he aged 300 yeah. years without visually changing at all. Then he gets on Trenzalor. Lives for 600 years more, and that's when he gets that visual difference. Okay, here's my question to you. Do you think the TARDIS is what kept him looking young? He didn't have the TARDIS that whole time. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Because then you also yeah. talk about the War Doctor. The War Doctor. That's true. Right? If Who you had remember, the TARDIS. We watched the, the, the online episode, the mini-sode of the night of the doctor where we finally got the eighth doctor mm -hmm. regeneration. He regenerated to the, and he, yeah. And he right, looked, which know, I hated saw that, a little reflection, but, but we got the reflection. And he was young. Yeah, and in the too. episode, he's really old. So his Templi fought the war for a really long time. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, speaking of old, what, okay, here's my question to you. What do you, what do you think? Okay. So we have two mm -hmm. doctors that look old. Okay. But one's obviously younger than the other. Who do you think is going to treat who as being young and being old? Yes. I, I'm, that's a great, great <laughs> something that I'm glad you brought up because this is one of my big gripes with multi-doctor stories. Spe and the one I'm, I'm specifically thinking of is the five doctors, or I guess there's two, the five doctors and the three doctors. Now, I know you're not familiar with these because you don't know much about classic who. Yeah. But the, there's – like one part in the three doctors so there was a special where it was the first second and third doctor who uh were in an episode together and the reason they wrote this scene the way they did was because william hartnell was on you know he was dying sick he, was, right? he yeah. was dying he he wasn't extremely lucid anymore so he needed you know they had to find a way to write around him and there's a scene where the second and the third doctor are arguing 
about how to do something and then the Time Lords to help them, help the doctors send in the earliest incarnation as a wise, like, oh, here's, here's some help. You know, this is the, the earliest version of you, the visually the oldest to give you guys some advice. Now, yeah, but if you were, why would the first exactly. the, you give the advice in, in the fifth, the, the, or the, the episode, of the five doctors is the same thing as the first doctor is perceived to be like wise right. and old and like, if you look at that opposite, like or it, it should, it's the opposite of what it should be. Should the be doctor's cosmetic, experience. like what he looks like, has no bearing on what his actual knowledge of anything is. The first doctor, if anything, knowledge and stuff is based off experience. Yeah, the the first doctor, if anything, should be the most naive, the most foolhardy, the most inexperienced. Yeah. Hasn't seen anything. Right. So if we go off the based off that in this episode. It should be like a toddler talking to, uh, you know, their granddad. Exactly. Hey, I've seen this. I know what's going to happen. You need to freaking listen when he's like Peter Capaldi's talking to uh, the first doctor, you know, when he's talking to, you know, Dave Bradley. It's like, I, I, I've been you. I know what's going on. I've done this. Shut right. up and listen. <laughs> but <laughs> like, I don't think that type I, of thing. I don't think that's going to happen. If there. What I, what I hope, what I hope how they write it. Ooh, Ooh I, oh, maybe you're about to say the same thing. I was going to say is, okay, is go that ahead. the first doctor is stubborn, in that he thinks that he knows what he's doing, and the twelfth doctor essentially has to like look at him and realizes like, wow, like I really thought I knew back then, but I knew nothing, like. That it's basically like looking at an old, old video of yourself and being like, wow, how stupid was I? He's actually seeing that in person, yeah. and he's feeling that in person. So the first doctor talks to him as like, you know, I'm the doctor, and, you know, I blah, 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 and you have to listen to what I say. And then the 12th doctor just, like, looks at him and, like, rolls his eyes like, wow, was I really this much of an asshole? <laughs> Yeah, and that's exactly what I was going to say, is I hope they write it in a way where Peter Peter's doctor doesn't actually come out and, and is being like, hey, I'm older, I'm wiser, I know more. He sits back and listens to himself as a, the youngest incarnation of himself that we, you know, it, it just listens to himself, sees himself and goes, what the hell? I thought I knew it all. Yeah, I thought I knew everything. Here I am, this old asshole, you know, and, uh, you know, I was about to give it up, you know, but I, I accomplished so much type of thing, and then something happens, to, he comes to a realization and regenerates and yeah. all that sort of stuff, you know. I, but I agree. I agree with you 100%. I hope it's written now, that um, Talking, moving on, Bill, how do you think, yeah, I don't, I'm glad how you do you asked. think, Bill, firstly, what? why do you think she comes back, and secondly, what do you think her role in the episode is going to be? Okay, so me personally with Bill, I don't think she'll be in the episode long. I really don't. I because if you look the watch the trailer, you know it, you see her, but she's blurred. She's asking where the doctor is. Is he's here? I think maybe the doctor gets injured or he passes out or something, and that blur we saw is maybe him and that little sense of first person type of thing, you know. And she comes in and is what kind of 
helps him realize what he needs to do, and then maybe they go on a little bit of adventure there because we've seen him hug in the episode and stuff like that. So maybe they have a little bit to go here and there, but help fighting whoever it is they're fighting. But um, or maybe she maybe she doesn't have anything to do with Peter Capaldi's regeneration. Maybe she helps with the first. That's true. You never know because she she just says you know is the doctor here and doesn't when we see them hug. Yeah. But you know like I don't know. That's interesting. That's a, that's a tough one. I, I I don't know how she comes back. I I can't really wrap my head around it. Um, what brings her there? Because the last we saw her, she ran right, off into the galaxy cosmos. Have a physical body. With the as. Yeah, so I'm not sure, unless something happens and it's no, I don't I don't know. I don't want to say that. Like I I I, I bill before that, you know, because the right. whole timeline screwy, wibbly wobbly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, don't, I just don't know. I don't know how she's going to get brought back there. That's something I can't quite wrap my head around to figure out yet. Yeah, it, I mean, she it could be she's part of, like, a dream element. Like, maybe that the doctor, you know, gets yeah. knocked out or something, and that she's he's just imagining that. What she would say if she was there type of thing? Yeah, I can see that. Um, another thing, talking about Pearl Mackie return, do you think there will be any other cameos in the episode? Any other cameos? I hope not. I don't want it to be too cameo actor actress heavy. I I like it with just you have Jody at the end, you have Pearl Mackey, you have Mark Gaddis, you have David Bradley. You know you have all these people. Or whatever. Did I say David Bradley Price? No, it's fine. But you you have all these actors and actresses. I think that's plenty. You know, if you accidentally have Clara on a shoulder show up and go, yeah, Doctor, do this, then I think you're completely ruining I it. I think a Clara cameo isn't necessarily a bad thing. No. I, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't mind it. Here's something that will blow your mind, and this not gonna happen at all. Are you ready for this? <laughs> oh man, I can't wait. This. So, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so go ahead. we see the resolution of the story. Blah blah blah. The doctor, you know, the first doctor is there with the, you know the twelfth doctor. They both come to terms of maybe it's time to regenerate. And then, like, we see the Doctor step... He, The 12th Doctor walk towards his TARDIS to step inside of it. And he, he gives, like, the, the over-the-shoulder look to the first Doctor, like, with a smile on his face to be like, all right, you know, it's my time. And then as he looks back, we have yeah. the first Doctor, David Bradley. We have Matt Smith, the 11th Doctor. We have David Tennant, the 10th Doctor. We have Christopher Eccleston, the 9th Doctor, etc., etc. Like, all the Doctors, like... You know, wait, like, basically... But we've already had that. Right, right. We had that with the 50th anniversary special. But just some... Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so. Need to You've already done it. And it was great. It was awesome. You remember watching that theater. It was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it, was cool. it was really cool. You know, we cheered and went crazy, and it was insane, and... I don't think we need it again. I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. That would be kind of cool. He kind of looks back over his shoulder and just kind of remembers all of who he was, and just kind of goes, "It's my time now." And maybe he even sees himself yeah. there yeah. too. Sees it goes yeah. down the line. So that'd be pretty cool. I could see that. That'd be pretty. I mean, that would be neat. But I think they've already done something like that, so I think they should shy yeah. away. I I don't know if they'll do any other cameos. Like yeah, again, a shielder would be cool. I guess. Like um, he. Um, you know, bumps into Clara and a shoulder in their little TARDIS, and then she like gives him one last hug before she finally returns to that last moment in time. Yeah. Now, a shoulder is the only other person out there that can 
is basically like the Doctor is alive for basically yeah. ever. I, so. That character, unfortunately, was I, I did not play did no, not play no. out the way I wanted. Um, you know, any other cameo like a Captain Jack cameo would be funny. I don't know where why we would have it now, but it would be interesting. A River yeah, Song would have it now, yeah. cameo would be nice, though. Again, I think. Well, I, I don't even want the cameo. What if that happens in like the next episode? Like, you know, what if the TARDIS lands or crashes or whatever, you know, and that she wa- Jody walks out and it's River or Captain Jack standing there like the TARDIS. They like see the TARDIS and they're like, holy crap! And this person falls out of it or does whatever, you know, <laughs> and then they're like. The doctor, because at this point they know that the person regenerates. Yeah. The doctor regenerates. So what if they're like doctor, and then they're like, "Oh my god, you're a female. This is the happiest moment of my life." Because both <laughs> of them would say that. Um, <laughs> talking about regeneration, do you think we'll see the first doctor's regeneration in the episode? We've briefly touched on that. I gave my synopsis of what I think is going to happen, but I'll, I'll you know it bears repeating. Um, what what I think is going to happen, what I think would be more impactful, because you can't. I don't want them to cast someone to play the second Doctor, you know what I mean? So, I think they... Which, technically, they've already done. Yeah, well, I just think they need to keep it somewhat like the 50th anniversary special, where you kind of see it start to change, and then that's it. Or, what I would like to have happen more is kind of like what you were saying with Peter Capaldi looking over his shoulder, is maybe Peter's standing out there, still in the snow, or whatever, not even in his TARDIS. The first Doctor goes towards his TARDIS, looks back, smiles, realizes it's time to change, his hand starts to glow, and his face starts to glow. The door shuts. You see the light from his regeneration as the TARDIS fades. Oh, okay, so, like, you see the glow from the outside of the TARDIS. Yeah, and then the TARDIS fades away. you don't actually see what's going on inside. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. I like it. I actually like that a lot. Yeah. Talking about, you know, obviously the most important part of this episode... Mm -hmm is the fact that it's the 12th Doctor's regeneration. We're going to see the 13th Doctor. Do you what, Do you think we'll have a long, drawn-out regeneration like, you know, before? Or do you think it'll be quick and to the point because the whole episode is about regeneration? Like, do you think the whole episode will be kind of his goodbye speech? Or do you think it'll he'll still get like that... that you know, monologue towards the end. I think we're going to get a monologue, and now that I think about it, I don't know if... I don't know how I want that to end. I don't know if I want someone to be there, like Bill, to have him monologue too, and then regenerate to see this new Doctor, or if I would rather Bill have her exit there, and then he goes into the... TARDIS and kind of just talks to himself and walks around the console and looks at around his TARDIS as he's monologuing kind of to himself just to kind of be like, it's my time, you know, you've done all these things, blah, 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 and mm. then he changes into Jody. I don't know if I want anyone to witness it this time, kind of like a, uh, kind of like a, um, a, a David Tennant to Matt Smith. I don't know if I want anyone to see it happen. Yeah, because, I mean, David Tennant, he, I mean, yeah, he monologued to, you know, Wilfred, well, his monologue to me was the going to see everyone, the last hurrah right. type of thing. Right, which he, it wasn't necessarily a monologue, as it was just yeah. it was just him saying goodbye to all the yeah. people that were important to him. Pretty much, yeah. Which was great. I liked it. And there, I mean, you know, we got the Billy Piper cameo in that, where it was like him meeting her before, before yeah. he before he met, met her. her. 
Um, and then, you know, then we go to the Matt Smith one where he has this epic, long, you know, uh, speech with with Clara there. So I don't, I don't know, you know. What... He kind of had two. He kind of had the one with the Daleks, and then he also had the one with the right with Clara. And that's where so... you know my whole deal with people were like, oh my god, you know, the regeneration was too quick. No, it wasn't. Are you kidding? Are you long as hell? Yeah, are you kidding? They were like, oh, his his head snapped back and he changed. He was holding it in. Yeah, he would. Uh... He's about to bust. It's like he had a piss and he had a running into the house, you know? <laughs> I mean, it would be cool. Like, there is a, a, a thing, that, you know, they could do it where he, he's, the first doctor is still there. And he re, he talks and gives his monologue as a... To himself? Well, gives the monologue to the first doctor as a, like a pep talk to, to do his own regeneration. Like, so... All right, here we go. Here's some. Here's, yeah, I see what you're saying. Here's some, you know. Here's some writing for you. Here, here, we have the resolution of the plot. The doctors are in the the TARDIS or wherever. They're talking, and he, you know, gives an epic speech about, you know, what I've realized that yes, I change is hard and it's difficult, but it's it's worth it and it's you know it's part of who i am and this is me he's basically it's like a telling himself like he he's telling himself the 12th doctor and he's also telling it to the first doctor he regenerates boom he's jody the first doctor's like oh oh my god like i've become a woman or you know something, and then that doctor leaves, and the first doctor's like, "Well, I gotta change now." Like you know, like, <laughs> like, like it's so inspiring to see him, his future self change that he's like, you know what, maybe this is worth it. And then that doctor changes too. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see that. I just, I think, I think it should be the kind of the other way around. I, I do. I like I was saying before. I think it should be. Both doctors have pictures in your head, standing out in the snow, face to face. They each have the tart they're each respective TARDIS behind them. Okay? They're they're standing there, and I think Peter is start is gives his speech to himself, you know, the first doctor. Like your speech that you're saying before, you know, change is hard, we you know we must do this to you know, we must both must change to become who we need to be to do the things that we're meant to do, type of thing. And towards the end, what they do is they both kinda like shake hands. Or whatever, and that's when you see the regeneration energy from both of them start to happen, and they, you know, that's when you see the first Doctor walk towards his TARDIS and do the whole like I was talking about before, look over his shoulder, smile, and go into his TARDIS. You see the regeneration lights as the TARDIS fades, and then Peter Peter changes right there in the snow, just kind of says his thing and goes, and now it's my turn. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, that's not bad. Changes. Um, you know, one last yeah. thing I guess about this, obviously he regenerates to Jody. What what would you like to see of of the thirteenth Doctor in the episode? Well, like I said, I, I believe we're only probably gonna get about two minutes, so it's not gonna be much. Um, with the way I want the episode to end, I don't think anyone's gonna witness it. To be honest, I, I don't think anyone's gonna see Jody's regeneration. Um, not I'm not like us. We're definitely gonna see it, but in terms of characters in the show, I don't think anyone's gonna see it happen. Um, it'll just be her. 
they're standing either in the TARDIS or in the snow. But I think what's going to happen is it'll regenerate. You know, we might get some sort of reaction from her seeing that she's regenerated into a female. We might not. I'm not sure. But I think it's going to be quick. I think we're, we're not going to... If it's less than two minutes, I wouldn't be surprised. If it's like 30 seconds of her regenerating, hitting the ground like on her knees or whatever, you know, and it starts panning up. And then she just looks at the she looks at the camera and then that's it. You know, I wouldn't well, be surprised. Yeah, I mean the, <laughs> if we don't get a word from her, yeah, that's, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be either. But there is the you know I think that something's gonna have to happen. You know what I mean? Like the, it won't just be like a regeneration and then she's like, oh my god, you know, I'm a woman now. You're thinking like the crash between right. The, and I hope they the, don't do that. I hope that yeah. I, that's why I don't think it's going to happen in the TARDIS. I don't think the regeneration will happen in the TARDIS this time. But something's got to happen. The the Doctor, you know, she's regenerated now, and then she's like, oh my god, I'm a woman. And then, like, she turns, and then there's Missy, and she's like, well, it's about time you joined the lot. And then it's like, That'd be good. I, really, I would really enjoy that <laughs> if Missy was there, and then Missy's the companion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Something's got to happen, though. You know what I mean? So it, I mean, I, I can see that. It's just trying to, to – to going off what I know about the episode, going off how the, we've ended stuff before, what I hope is happening. You know, it's all speculation, but um, I just – I don't see anybody. My main takeaways are I don't see I, – I, I see Peter talking the first Doctor into doing his regeneration. You don't see the first Doctor's regeneration. You see it in a way, kind of like I was saying before, but I don't think anyone sees – this regeneration. I don't think anyone in the episode sees it. I think it's just him slash her there alone. Um, I, I'm not sure how it's going to happen, though, but I agree. Something needs to happen afterwards. If we're going to have two minutes, it needs to be them, her walking to the TARDIS and going somewhere else, and then we see, like, the first ten seconds of what's going to be the next episode type of thing, or maybe we see the first ten sections of the introduction of the companion, maybe they've kept it under wraps that entire time, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, we see an introduction of the new companion, maybe we see the introduction of the new companion right there, you know, in the same episode, maybe that's who sees it, maybe regenerates into Jodie Whittaker and someone's standing there just in awe going, what the hell did I just witness type of thing, yeah. you know, and then that's where yeah, it ends. Yeah, you know what, that's entirely possible. So, ultimately... I think our takeaway from the, this whole prediction is that we can't wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had a long episode today, but we yeah, had a lot. Yeah. We, I mean, we, it's, it was a yeah, good one. And I, 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 I can't wait. I'm obviously super excited. And it can't, you know, Christmas is a long ways away, but, um, you know, I, hopefully it's worth it. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I, I hope this is the. But, uh, Jason. Yeah, go ahead. The only thing I have to ask, only thing I have to ask for you, man, is if if I don't get a chance to go with you to Chicago Tardis, you need to ask these people what they think of this new transformation. That's all you need to do. Ask these doctors and these companions that you're going to meet Absolutely. what they think. I think uh, think it's a it, it's interesting to get the uh, former actors of the show's take on that. So uh, absolutely, that does it for this week's episode of GBS. This is Jace, and this is Sean. And we are signing off, jumping in on our TARDISes, and we will catch you next week. Bye.